Countdown. Good evening, everyone. Off the Ropes, episode 17. We're going to review AEW All Out and WWE Payback. It's your boy, Brett Swinney, here. Alongside of me is KO Kyle Owens and Brandon Ogden. How's it going, guys? Good. Where's Brian Danielson at? I don't know. He's, he's supposed to show up tonight. I, you know, I just... <laughs> He didn't return my calls. I don't know what happened there. Sorry, sucker. Brett's got that Tony Khan money. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's say we that. pay for the rights for that, or and, uh, and not the rights to that music. You know, um, not, I had to I had to pick that one tonight because you know we all knew the the match would get changed at the last minute, and uh, but to pay for that song again, I, I was I guess they'd have to pay for a certain contract that we'll talk about as um, our off topic topic we're gonna only have one tonight i don't think there's anything else that people want to hear about but cm punk no longer an employee of aew guys um i kind of thought that this could happen but i guess we didn't know everything that happened originally um so i know kyle's itching to talk about it kyle uh give us your thoughts so Yes, we knew about the all-in incident where, you know, the with him and Jack Perry. I didn't know about him also going after Tony Khan. Lunging is the words they were used. Um, that, it almost, if you go back to All Out last year, when all this started, CM Punk, the elite, they had their physical altercation, whatever happened, happened. Boom, we move on. CM Punk's injured, so then he comes back. It's almost like, and I heard this theory the other day on a podcast I was listening to, and it it really rings true if you kind of think about it. It's almost like CM Punk was trying to get fired when he came back. Like, it almost seems like he was just done with AEW, wanted to get fired and try to keep as much money as he can. Because how, if you just, if you got all this crap that's going on, you had to get your own show because you can't play nice with other people or vice versa, whatever. Y'all can't play nice together. You can't make money together. So y'all have to separate shows. And then you come out and still start shooting on Hangman, who has done nothing. I mean, he's after his first thing he did, he has done nothing. And so to shoot on Hangman after collision, and then just, why, my whole thing, this could have all been avoided. All could have been avoided. You know you're on your last straw. You've already had one incident. You can't afford another incident. So why, if... If Jack Perry wants to go out there and use real glass, who are you to tell him no? Like who, who are you to tell him if he, you can give him advice. Hey, I don't think that's a good idea. Jack Perry says, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Cool. Not on me. Not my it's problem. Not, it's not him going through the glass, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's in, in my, in, in my point of view, the only other person that needed to agree to it was hook. That's who was in the match. That's the only other person that needed to be involved and management management, of course, but CM Punk, last I checked is not management unless there's a hidden contract somewhere. So I, this all could have been avoided. I hate it because I think CM Punk was good for AEW the first time around after the all out situation last year. And then when he came back this, this second time around the first couple of weeks were all right with collision, but then you started hearing locker room drama again with CM Punk. So I, I I agree with Tony Khan. I'm glad he did it. I'm glad Tony Khan actually manned up and got rid of CM Punk. Um, I think All Out proved, this year's All Out proved that it was kind of a renewed focus. Like they're, they're, they're changing their, their, their direction. They want to put all this stuff behind them. 
I'm excited to see the future. I hate it because I think we're missing out on some great matches. CM Punk and MJF to to unify the titles. You got CM Punk with all these different stories. CM Punk and uh, Kenny Omega. You got all these stories that could be told, but CM Punk can't get out of his own way. Yes, Jack Perry was in the wrong as well, but CM Punk escalated the situation. And as a locker room leader, he claimed to be, you can't do that. And it was a second offense. He's got to go. He's got to go. Oh, yeah, that, and you just point, pulled that out. I was going to say, you know, if if this had been Jack Perry's second offense, it probably would have been the same thing. But right, you know, it's it's one of those things. Like if you you get written up and go to the office at, at school, you know, and so then you you're on thin ice, and the guy comes and antagonates you. He hasn't been in trouble. Who's going to get the worst of it if you get into a fight? The guy that's already been in trouble, and that's what happened here. I mean, it, and it as much as it stinks, um, like you said, there's so much that hasn't been told. Um, it's just, it's one of those things. Brandon, what, what do you got on this? Uh, Kyle covered it perfectly, but I mean, the thing with Punk, it's always something with him too. You know, we said it's a second offense, but it was always something with him. And it, I mean, it always has been. And uh, I, I don't know if this will be the end of him ever though. Well, I'm sure we'll, I, we'll see him somewhere again. We'll, I don't know when or where it won't be AW, but, uh, and the, the thing I'm interested in is, you know, I noticed last night, we'll get into this a bit. You know, they have so many belts and stuff. Are they going to now have a – are they going to occupy this real-world championship or are they just going to disband it? That's what I'm interested to see, like how they go forward with that. You know, Punk's gone, so are they, they going to honor this title still? I, I hope not. I think it's going to be gone, Brandon. I, I have a feeling after I last – I see him doing it, though. That the would internet. be the right idea, Brett, but – but we don't know. <laughs> I, th- I would guess the international title is going to slide over to collision and that be kind of there, but we'll, we'll have to see that. Now I have a question for you guys. Okay. Is there a chance that he mends fences with WWE and they take advantage of this and sign him? I mean, so, you know, and I read a thing earlier today when, you know, last year in like, because when everything was happening and he was about to be done with AEW then, there was a plan in place for him to be in the 2023 Royal Rumble. And whoever eliminated him, which it was going to be Kevin Owens, was also going to be his opponent at this year's WrestleMania. Well, apparently they didn't make that happen. But I did see Triple H actually addressed it today and said, if a CM Punk coming would ultimately be Nick Khan's decision – so it's going to go from Tony Khan to Nick Khan. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if the, the long-lost cousin. <laughs> I mean, honestly, to me, and Kyle may disagree, but it's about business. Like if, if yeah. CM Punk's going to make you more money and sell more tickets and bring more interest and say and pull some people over from AEW, because honestly, right now, AEW's on a roll. I mean, it just showed this, this pay-per-view without CM Punk. They still had a great show. So, I mean, if you're able to do that and, you know, take the chance, if something happens with him, then you can do the same thing as AEW did. Well, and the, and the thing with WWE is they don't need him for a long run. They could just bring him in, you know, they say, hey, well, I mean, just capitalize for a three-month span from Rumble to WrestleMania and then say bye-bye and just, I mean, you, you make all the money you need just in that span. So Yeah, do like a Brock contract where yeah. you sign him and only have so many events. He's not around the locker room a whole lot then. Kyle, I know you're itching to say something. I think, I think if it was a Vince McMahon decision alone, I think CM Punk comes back in. 
I think but, it's, I think the opposite. You think it's the opposite? Yeah. Well, I here's my thing. I don't. He's proven to be a headache. He was a headache in WWE. The whole pipe bomb incident. We, I mean, he's he's burnt bridges everywhere he's gone. I get I get what y'all are saying about bringing him in, making money. I get it, but is you don't need like you're making money hand over fist right now. Do you need that pop from CM Punk? Yeah. You don't need that. But if he's if he's only there for WrestleMania and Royal Rumble, I mean that's I mean, not too much of a headache. Like Brett said, keep him out of the locker room. Get him there for the two big events, and then. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I could see him trying it. I, me personally, if I was running the company, I wouldn't want anything to do with him just because he's a he's a cancer. He's a cancer and in I, the locker room. And I think fans are starting to get over it too. Like, yeah. So, well, not Chicago know. fans, not but Chicago, yes, other no, fans, no. yes, yeah. real fans are. Yeah. And, and we but saw where Survivor Series is this year. We we noticed that. I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't. I, I don't see it happening. The only reason I don't is be, especially not this year is because there's going to be a legal battle that Punk's going to have to go through. I don't think this, this is not going to end cleanly with AEW. So there's going to be a legal battle that they're going to have to go through that will probably not wrap up this year. So I don't see him. I don't see Tony Khan unless Punk negotiated this. I don't, I don't see Tony Khan and I don't know what the rules are with contracts. If you get fired, does that eliminate a non-compete? Or can you still issue a non-compete with if you fire somebody? Oh, well, that's interesting because, like, say KLTV fired you, Kyle, um, right? And and they got they're the ones that got rid of you. You could go over to KTK. I don't see why. Now, if you quit on yeah. them, then it make I, to me that's how that's how it looks to me. Like if you yeah. could you quit one, then they could say, oh no, you can't just go. But over if there. they fire you, then it's you. open game. Yeah. Well, I, well, when when WWE had all those big layoffs, you know, the last you know two years ago and stuff, those people still had to wait ninety days. A lot of them still that, had to wait. That, that was them being released, though, right? Not right. fired. And I but think they, they didn't got, leave on their own. I think they got paid yeah. for that, though. They, I think they uh, like a severance package. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Punk may get the same thing, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Does is there still a non-compete attached and, to that? And I don't know what is a. I don't know if, is AEW's 90 days also. I don't know what theirs is. So. I don't know. Because yeah. like I know when when Roosh's contract was up, they said if he signed with WWE, he was about to come immediately. But then AEW offered more, and we saw a cool little package last night with him. But uh, so I don't know if there's his 90 days either, but, yeah. and like, let's see, like, you know, edge actually his, he doesn't have a 90 days. He could have came because he, since he's, uh, I think it's something either because he's in the hall of fame or something, he doesn't have one. Oh, it's got special cool. perks. Yeah. Special. Yeah, perks. I just, I don't, I don't see uh, Brandon, you hit the nail on the head. I'm, I'm over it. I don't care. Like I know in, in the other day, and I don't know if he wants to be saying it or not, but in our group message, Jeremy was like, you know, if, if CM Punk leaves, I'm done with AEW. And I'm like, there is way better talent on AEW than CM Punk. In my opinion, I don't think CM Punk is a needle mover for me personally. Yeah. I think there, it was more just the principle. Yeah. Like, you know, like, but now we know that he lunged at his boss. Like, (laughs) I mean, how much, how much rope are we going to give him? I know, but some of this does fall on Tony, Tony Khan. I mean, absolutely. From the beginning, there should have been some things in place. Um, and then once you have um, the Bucks involved, Kenny Omega, like, okay, so now it turns into a let's get CM Punk in trouble. I could see where somebody could have instigated CM Punk to get rid of him. I mean, because, you know, if you've got somebody that's friends with, you know, the Bucks and Omega and they don't like him and they don't want to play ball. 
I mean, who knows to what happened? I mean, we we don't we'll never probably know the full story back there. Um, but I mean, I could see that happening, you know, because there's the the locker room was split, and I don't know if you guys noticed it. There was a couple of callbacks from FTR, did some CM Punk things in the ring. Um, so you figure they're probably on their way out. Unfortunately, I think they're CM Punk guys. Um, I don't think they're on their way but, out. Well, I've, I've heard rumors that they were leaving anyway, and now I, they just re-upped on a contract, didn't they? I don't. I don't know. I didn't hear I that. I thought they just resigned. But I, I, I just know that they're they're pretty good. They're pretty good buddies with CM Punk, and so I, I don't uh, and, know. And they are. But guess what they did? They worked with the Young Bucks. Yeah. It's uh, it's business. Like that's that's what separates the that CM Punk just is. He's selfish. He he was all about himself. He didn't want to. At first, yes, he was putting people over. He put Ricky Starks over. He tried his best to put Ricky Starks over. I think. Um, Danielson did a way better job last night of putting Ricky Starks over, but CM Punk had his opportunity and did his best. But then it just kind of, I think he was done with AEW and he just was trying to find any way. He was trying to find any way for Tony Khan to finally fire him. And there, there was, cause you're right. A lot of this blame falls on Tony. He could have nipped this in the bud last year. He could have squashed all of this, but I think, it's almost like CM Punk had some type of hold over Tony Khan or, or was in a position of power that we didn't know about backstage. I mean, it, it, there has to be something else because I've never met a boss that lets employees just run wild. I mean, if you start running wild in, in, the, in a business, you're fired immediately. Like, I don't know. It's just it's a messy situation, and it sucks because it, it's now overshadowing the, one of the biggest wrestling events of all time at Wembley. Well, I've got somebody else that may have an opinion on this before we move on to the pay-per-view. Let's bring in the professor. Uh-huh. How's it going? I thought it, I thought it was your little sidekick. Well, I, yeah. I, I, thought that, I thought that's who we had. You might like have. KO last week. I just finished all out and, and, and hopped on. So yeah. Sorry to be a Debbie Downer, Matt, but we're kind of finishing up our, our off-topic. And our off-topic tonight was the firing of CM Punk. Give us your thoughts. Good riddance. That's it. The professor is all he's got is good riddance. Wow. To, to, con, to continue to talk about him gives him the attention that he so desperately needs. And we have better things to talk about on this show. Okay. So I'll ask the same. I'll set a hot start. One, one question, question. And I'll ask you the same thing I asked the other guys. Do you see him going over to WWE and building the, you know, mending fences and going over there? Never say never, but I doubt it. Okay. Okay. Now he may show up for a hall of fame, you know, something at the end of the day when he's done wrestling. But I think because he's got, he thinks he has some juice left. He'll probably do something, but don't think it'll be WWE. Okay. All right. So uh, let's talk some pay-per-views now. Matt's here. We're ready to go. You got her just in time. I, I want to start out. I'm going to give my opening statement as, as your uh, defense attorney here <laughs> that a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, when we were starting to, when Collision came on the air, I, I think Jeremy and I were discussing wrestling fatigue. I think I've hit wrestling fatigue with this past <laughs> week. This was just too much. I'm not even watching Raw tonight. I got a race to watch from yesterday that I haven't finished. I'm going to finish that tonight. I'm not even watching Raw tonight. I'm I'm wrestled out. So, I think before we start going to the individual matches, um, 
the bar for these pay-per-views, and we talked about this last week. Um, I think we all kind of had set a pretty low bar. I honestly thought both exceeded what my expectations were, in all honesty, both pay-per-views in general. Now, I didn't say they were the all five-star matches and all that, but I think that overall the matches exceeded uh, what I was expecting um, after having a great all-in the weekend before. So, but I think they were reversed. I think uh, the one Saturday night payback, I think, started pretty hot. I think the start of that one was pretty, you know, the first few matches. And then after the the tag match, it went down. You know, and I mean, Seth and Shinsuke wasn't awful, but it wasn't like, I mean, it wasn't main event quality. You know, it was Seth and Shinsuke, what you expected, but just, but then last night, I thought started slow, even with Better Than You, baby. I started thought it started slow, and, and then it ended strong. And with those final three, it kind of, brought everything back up i just thought it was reverse where you know one started you know neither one was the same so okay um i just want to let you guys know that um I, i'm gonna have to get this out tonight okay guys uh, i'm gonna have to bring over the belt because this weekend was a great great time for the pick'em champ i know um, i did terrible <laughs> I, I i picked nine of ten football games in our pick'em challenge it was one away from the top um and i only missed one match on two cards of wrestling. So uh, my percentage is feeling pretty good. Um, I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm sorry I had to do that to you guys uh, this weekend. I think I only missed one on the actual all-out card, so I'm happy about that one. I did terrible. I know. I didn't, I'm not counting zero hour because I don't – I didn't watch zero hour. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm all right. I almost sent you my battle roll pick because once I saw who was in it, I knew who was going to win. So. Well, yeah, I think we all would have probably, if we knew the participants, we could have guessed that one. Um, which one do you want to start with? You want to start with uh, AEW or WWE? Let's, which one? Let's do it in order, and then that way we can finish strong. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just like, like the pay per views. Yeah. So, so in uh, this WWE uh, payback pay per view, uh, again, I picked all six matches correctly. Um, not you were very close, Matt, but. You should have listened to me when I sold y'all about Judgment Day. Okay, I tried to tell you guys, but uh, where they were going with it, and hey, I got it right. What do you know? Um, we'll start with the probably the, my favorite match of the night. Honestly, I know Kyle's ready for the feud to end, but the Becky Lynch Trish Stratus man, that was incredible. Man, they were doing some crazy stuff off the cage. You know, like, and we were joking about you know Kyle's like, okay, bathroom break. I won't start till seven thirty, and like so. <laughs> All of our expectations for this match were really low, and it was just better. Like it, it better than I, I don't know about what you know Cole said. Match of the year, I don't buy that. But it, but it was way better than expected. Like it was for for it was a good because I was like, why is this match first? And it actually, I mean, it was good. And I mean, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. And uh, so, but I, I don't even know if Kyle got to watch it. So we'll see. <laughs> I, I watched it and I I was very pleasantly surprised. I thought it was a great match. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, no, not match of the year, no way. But it was a very very good match. I think honestly, out of their whole feud, this was the best match they've had together. And that's how it should be. The final match should be the best match. So I hope the way, they're done. Well, in the way it ended, I think. Trish is going a different direction now. Right, right. And my favorite spot, though, that superplex from the top of the cage, Trish took that like a champ. That well, then is... the, man, 
the manhandle slam to win it too, man. Uh, yeah, she took some bumps. She took a yeah. she took a lot of bumps. I don't think we talked about this, Brett. I know you were kind of joking about it last week when, we were, when you said oh, it's a steel cage match. Zoe Stark can't get involved. And it's still cage <laughs> never keeps anybody out. It was a creative way to get her involved, though. I will admit that it was it was it wasn't your typical, you know, way that that the ref had to open the door for Trish. So it kind of was creative there. But I could have done without that. They made it made sense make sense at the end when Zoe turned on Trish. So um, I think yeah, Trish and Zoe are kind of headed in their own direction. And that welt on Trish's forehead was nasty. But overall, great match, hot open, loved it. Best match that these two have had. But I still stand by this feud <coughs> needs to be done with. You got Father of the Year Brett over there getting his kid yeah. the the in in in, in the uh, pick with the Pickham champion. Since Christian is speaking of Father of the Year talk, uh, and, and Brett is our current champion, I, I'll, I'll give a little shout out. We got Pick'em champion and Father of the Year all in our top, my top left <laughs> corner over there. So uh, he's, yeah, he's, I, I, he's just ready to watch Raw with me, man. He, he, he's excited about. He's that, ready for so. L.A. Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell I agree with you too. It was a great match. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It's like you go to Waterburger and all of a sudden they're like testing a Wagyu burger and you're like, oh, you weren't expecting it. You know, you're just going in expecting your double Waterburger with cheese and all of a sudden you get, you know, a four star burger. And I call that a four star match, by the way. I was scared for Trish at the point. I, I sure hope that when she was hanging off the cage by a leg, they had somebody down there because the way they were shooting it made me think that maybe they do have somebody over there because they're kind of shooting up at the uh, just in case she did fall or have an accident because she was doing some crazy stuff. So I, on behalf of our show off the ropes would like to say, thank you, Trish. Thank you. Trish. That great match to potentially, if, if that is the punctuation of your sentence, that's a hell of an exclamation point. Unfortunately, Very well said. Like, unfortunately, it looks like she's rolling over to another uh, feud there, uh, Matt. So we'll see. Maybe she can do it one more time because that was that was a good. Because you know you, you put people out there who have you know that, that second tier wrestler who's just coming back, and usually they don't put on those kind of matches. And she took the bump. She did the work. I, I was just incredibly impressed. So we all had that one, uh, Becky Lynch. Now, question before we move on to the next match. Where does Becky Lynch go from here? Great question. No idea. So I guess maybe we'll find something out tonight, maybe? You're going to become the NXT champion since they're oh, kind of yeah. teasing that. Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. They didn't tease that. She had never won the NXT championship. So, you know, maybe she shows up on NXT. And Stratton's been popping up a lot lately. NXT, What's the point? Dominic Mysterio and... Trish or, What's the point uh, in having main roster talent as your NXT champion? That but, makes absolutely no sense. And I know I don't think any of y'all watch NXT. No. NXT lately has been really good. Like it has been, and I've seen other people say this too. And I, I, thought, I thought it was just me. I just I've been enjoying it, and it's been. I mean, it's not black and gold days, but since in the current format, it's the best it's been. I mean, this like probably two month run they've been on has been pretty pretty good, and it's uh. It's one of the, you know, I actually make sure to watch it that next. I never watch it live, but I, you know, I, I used to want, you know, would wait two weeks to watch NXT. Now I make sure to watch it in the next, you know, the next day. So, all right, I'm not coming back over there yet. I'm gonna give it more time. <laughs> if Becky, because if Becky gets a title match, though, it may bring you over. 
<laughs> you get Becky and Dom, Be- Becky and Dirty Dom on the same. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the next match was uh, L.A. Knight. Yeah, the Miz. Um, not surprised here. Uh, we all had L.A. Knight. Um, let me talk to you, Bubba. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Raise them right. Raise them right. <laughs> LA Knight with the win. Um, of course, we talked about how Miz is kind of the, uh, you know, gatekeeper. He kind of let it be interesting. I think it's got to be LA Knight's time for a title shot now, right? I mean, at some point, you've got to, I mean, he's hot. He's, he needs something. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the, 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 yeah. much, what much this match? Uh, <laughs> I thought Cena was super cheesy as an official. I mean, you know, and special guest referees normally are, but like it was Cena was just it was. I don't think that was needed, but uh, LA not won. We knew what was going to happen this match, and we can move on. Well, uh, they go ahead. No, I was just going to say that uh, something. I don't know if you guys caught it, but they showed Cena raising LA Knight's hand, kind of an ode to like Cena. The Rock raised Cena's hand. They kind of had something on Twitter about it, which I caught, thought that was kind of cool. Um, maybe as like. LA Knight's the next, you know, big star for WWE. I I Cena's rumored to be in WWE for the next few months, so I could see them having a match with LA Knight. But I was really excited for this match going into it. Their promo battles really got me excited for it. Cena was unnecessary in this match. We I could have done without Cena. Uh, I mean, I I love John Cena, but him in this match was kind of it was unnecessary the match was decent but it didn't it didn't live up to what i expected it to be um between the two i just kind of expected more it just kind of seemed to me like it never got out of that first gear and and got into the next one but i mean it was a decent match and and yeah like you said brandy we all knew who was going to win so i'm just happy they actually pulled the trigger with la not winning and didn't try to throw a curveball and keep this going hopefully this feud is kind of over with as well I'm going to give a little bit of maybe an unpopular opinion and maybe I'll be alone on my limb out here, but I think there were a couple of times in the promo battles that Miz made LA Knight look bad. Like that he was, You're right. better, he was better at it. Yeah. And and I just had this vibe, you know, I, I knew LA Knight was going to win, but it was, it was almost like LA Knight didn't really in that moment deserve to be even on the Miz's level. And maybe that's a, bad booking on WWE because they've kept Miz down and almost a jobber for so long. But I was a little sad in watching, you know, Miz kind of run around LA Knight and even knowing LA Knight was still going to win, but Miz made him look bad. So I'm, I'm glad I'm not alone, Kyle. Well, now I didn't say he looked bad. Let's, let's, let's in say a couple that. Of, I mean, he fumbled quite a bit. I mean, oh. you know, he I do agree. Miz, Miz, well, Miz had a good shot on Cena at the, or a couple good shots on Cena at the paper at the pay per view. So Miz is is fantastic on the mic. He, I mean, he's one of the best. So, um, but yes, you're right. He, Miz got on top of LA not a couple of times in those promo battles. But as far as the the match goes, I think it was just it just it was just kind of there. I just expected more out of it. You know, I, I didn't watch Impact to know what – I guess he was champion over there for a little while, so I haven't seen his best match yet or, you know, what would be considered his best match. But I haven't been impressed with his in-ring work either. So I guess we'll see. I, I like his I like his personality, though. I like that kind of, you know, hybrid rock, you know, style to it. I miss it, and I don't mind it. So we'll see where it goes. He's got the riz, as the kids would say. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh next match ray mysterio 
over Austin Theory, um, I, I'm just I'm confused on this this whole thing. I'm I'm hoping that this is done and over with. Um, you know, Theory gets it back. Uh, Kyle, you had Theory to win this. What'd you think about this book? Are you confused too? I'm not not really confused because it wouldn't have made sense to put it back on theory after they just took it off of him. But I picked theory because I just would rather it have on theory than than Rey Mysterio. Um, I I didn't care about the match going into it. Didn't really care about the match or the outcome on the show. This was my bathroom break match. I wish Kyle would have done what I tried to do, but uh, this is going to be my my discussion of this. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't really i can't really speak about this match because i didn't go to the bathroom like kyle but i fell asleep oh I, I, I woke up i woke up just in time to see like i, I woke up about maybe a, a minute before ray's finisher so Jeez, i saw him win it but that's I about just, it i just think that no one cares about the u.s title right now like it's it's like a i think it's, it's like the people joke. involved it is oh it is it's yeah. the way they booked it they had it yeah. with Theory. He was a joke for how many months he had it. He defended it a few times. When he did win it, he cheated and, and didn't look like he deserved the title. And then they took it off of him for a Hall of Famer who's won every title already pretty much there is. Why does he need it? Um, Maybe not- LA Knight gets it. It's, it, it is a, a SmackDown title. Yeah, I mean, that's who needs to have it right now. He, he yeah. needs to have this. Or he needs to be in a match with somebody for this title, um, and that will raise it just by him holding it but like right now it's it's honestly a joke i mean you've got we kind of talked about this previously you got gunther and ray mysterio those those titles are both mid-card titles i mean they're not even on the same level right now because of the way they've booked them yeah i think i this it's telling that all four of us were just like this match was garbage and just move on we can save time on this one let's just move on (laughs) All right, well, this will bring Matt back. The Judgment Day defeats KO and Sami Zayn um, in the Steel City Street Fight fight for the Undisputed Tag Titles. Um, I was the only one to pick this one, guys. Sorry. Um, I just I, I think what I, what I was saying, and it came to fruition, was they're going to put all the titles on the Judgment Day, and they're just going to have all the titles, and they're going to kind of do like a – it's going to end up turning into the bloodline again. I have a feeling. Um, do you feel any uh, deja vu? I mean, we always said this was the, the you know, the raw story of the bloodline, the raw equivalent. And, and now since the bloodline's going, it sounds like they're even elevating. It looks like they're even elevating it even more because they need something to keep intrigue. Uh, this is, you know, because we always know this is a dead time for WWE with football starting. It's, it, it gets a it's it's hard to get people interested, and so they got to do something. And uh, so yeah, it looks like just like you said, a full on ju- Judgment Day. And and I also saw something while ago is uh, it looks like they're going to re uh, rebrand Damien's Money in the Bank briefcase, make it purple. And so it looks like he's going to keep that even longer. And that, so they'll have that and all those titles, and we'll see what what where they go now because who who they fight tag team and how the JD McDonough thing falls. That's the biggest story right now. I was going to say, I have a theory, Brandon. Okay. So right now you've got the Usos are your Damian Priest, um, Finn Balor. J.D. McDonough is your Sami Zayn. He's that outsider guy trying to get into the Judgment Day, trying to get in, and eventually they're going to let him in probably. And then eventually 
Same. He's going to end up, you know, splitting them up. And that's my theory. That's why I think they're going with it. I think they're going to try to rewrite this Judgment Day story just like the bloodline. And think about that. That's that, You're probably not far off. So, okay, so you're talking about ripping off a story there. And another thing, when, I, when they won, I, it also seems like a semi-ripoff of the what's going on in AEW with Better Than You, Baby. It's kind of a, you know, a, a, a friction, you know, two people fighting for the same title now becoming tactic, even though they were already together. But there, there, there's a little thing there where, oh, let's, uh, they're fighting for the, they're trying to both get the main title. Let's make them tag champs. And yeah. it's a, 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 a similar, it's, it's like ripping off two stories. And either way, I'm, I'm very intrigued in the storyline, though. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, it's definitely. It's the only thing they got going right now. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, I thought it was a great match. I, I think it was match of the night, uh, in my opinion, on this card. Um, it was a street fight. Glad there was some blood. Glad my, my Uncle Kevin decided to don the crimson mask on a Saturday night. I love the the hockey part of it, too, with the Lemieux and, and Crosby jerseys. And, Brandon, I saw what you said. I caught it, too. Cole called them the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and I'm a Steelers fan, so that guy, I, 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 was like, I wanted to jump through the team. How is that? That's two different sports. The logos hey, Corey, aren't even Corey's the same. from Pittsburgh, so Corey immediately. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, now call no, no, no. <laughs> but uh, but other than that, I mean, the match was the match was fantastic. I thought the ending was great. It was very creative with the knocking Sammy out, and he just and then Finn just kind of rolled over and put his arm on him. I love the ending. And look at Dirty Dom paying off. He he earned his keep Saturday night in the Judgment Day. And a great match, like Kyle said. The two, the two uh, actual like spot moments that stood out to me were, were Kevin Swanton off the barrier onto, uh, you know, onto. I think it was it was on Dom. Yeah, Dom's not even in the match, <laughs> but in the move. And then Rhea's uh, spear on the cat. Oh, that was mm-hmm. that was great. Like, but yeah, it was just a, a trick. And, and Rhea's got a match like two matches later, and she's out there spearing, you know. 300 pound Kevin Owens. So that was- and JD, JD McDonough getting power bombed off that table looked gross. I thought he broke his back. And that looked miserable. I, I, match of the night for me as well. Maybe match of the weekend. I popped out over that uh, match just ridiculously. I, uh, I don't like the storyline, not because you got the pick right. I just don't. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I feel that needing that much i mean and also i feel like it's a it's a slap to sammy and kevin who you know beat the usos after that many years to lose to the judgment day and like they they kind of look like the stooges out there not having an answer for the fact that you know they're gonna have five people with judgment day where's your people where's you know where's cody at where's your your backup you know because they've been playing with uh Riddle and a couple others, so they could have backups. I, I, I didn't like the storyline inconsistencies. I didn't like how easily Sammy lost. I mean, a, a shot from a briefcase and you lose after everything he went through, all those false finishes and all that stuff. A, a, a briefcase shot. A briefcase. Well, that that wore him down, Matt. So then the briefcase shot just took him. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, I didn't like that camel and I didn't like that back. But, uh, <laughs> love that match and, and I wish the W. I, I get it's a different world with WWE. I wish they, I wish they had more of that because that was fun. Okay, I mean, I, I agree too. I think the match was a, was one of the best of the night myself. That one in the cage match are my two favorites, um, honestly. But um, 
when I picked them, I, I was hoping that they would go this route just because I want to see more. Because if if they don't win, if Judge Media loses, then they probably the Finn Balor, Damian Priest blow up happens sooner. Since it's the only thing going, I'd like them to play this out a little longer and see how they can do. I do think it's going to kind of take the same turn as the Bloodline, but you never know. It could it could make it a little different. It's just. You don't know, but I do think since it is the only thing they have going right now, they're going to kind of extend it, especially while the bloodline thing has kind of taken a, I guess, a hiatus. I don't know what the status of all that is right now. It'll, you know, with of course when we hadn't talked about the return, uh, I don't know where that fell on the card, uh, but the return of Jey Uso um, unexpectedly, um, guys. Uh, were you expecting him to return this quickly, and then all of a sudden now he's on the Raw roster? That was a little weird. It was a random, random trade. I did, I did like, I, you know, Jimmy came back on Friday and he got, he has new music and stuff. And now Jay, Jay seemed to get the Uso music. It changed a little bit, I think, but it, it still was the down since day one kind of type music. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. He's going to Raw and I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Are they where just that trying goes. to keep him apart? And Cody going to SmackDown. So yeah, just maybe, trying to keep, yeah. Yeah, but I also think they're, it's more to get Cody Cody to keep SmackDown warm until Roman is back and to set that back up when Roman does return. But Yeah, I think it's Cody's in to get back to Roman because with Cody being on Raw and Roman on SmackDown, there's no, there's no way for him to get back unless he wins Royal Rumble again, which I think would be a bad idea. So I think, I think he brought Jay in to get his way back to Roman to get another shot at that title. I don't think it has anything with him wanting to – maybe the wrong that he's trying to write is his loss at Mania to Roman, and he's trying to write that wrong. But um, I I popped. When I saw – when I heard him say main event, Jey Uso, I popped. I was like, okay. He, and it's, it's, it's crazy to see, and it's always been this way, and I kind of feel bad for Jimmy. Jay gets a bigger pop than Jimmy every single time. Like, he's just a more popular – character on the show and and the whole seeing the whole crowd doing the little arm movement with jay it was it was awesome it, i'm i'm a fan of jay uso i hope he succeeds on raw what does he do on raw no earthly idea couldn't guess, tell you i guess we'll see you tonight or tomorrow yeah. in your case since you're not gonna watch tonight. it's true i'm not watching that either so. <laughs> and that's ultimately what's good because I, i'm worried about jay uso by himself on raw i mean how, how interested are we going to be in a jay uso versus big Bronson Reed match. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much what you're going to be getting because there's really no established heels over there outside of judgment day. Is he going to fight judgment day by himself? I mean, you can't, unless he goes heel, he's not going to be fight fighting Sammy or Gunta? KO. So. Gunta. Maybe. Well, 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 we'll see after tonight. I think Gunther's probably next in line for Seth. Well, but then that would make sense. Are they going to, how are they going to get the belt off him then? So tonight you know. it's the main event tonight. Yeah, but he still hadn't broke hockey talk man's record, yeah, has he? Yesterday, yesterday right? Uh, I, I thought he was still a couple days short. I thought it was September third is what I thought. Oh, I don't know. You're probably that's why right. I moved the match to tonight instead of Saturday. Oh, okay. What, well, yeah. That's what I read. I don't. I, Gable, I don't know for sure. Gable's going to be champ. Uh, thank you. His whole family's <laughs> there. I mean, that could mean he's going to okay. lose. Okay, but, but they made it. the main event, so we'll see. Okay, yeah. I like it. Okay, they Gable. They, he's done a lot of work with his character. I like the whole thing. They added Maxine in there, and that kind of has given that. And we talked about it a little bit before, but it's kind of injected some life into the Alpha Academy. 
the only thing with Otis is like the same the same thing he had with like hit Mandy the the the, the scruffy big guy with the the hot blonde or whatever. It's true. It's true. And he's trying I to can, be I macho can man. To that personally, so uh-huh. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> and he's trying to be macho man every time. It, Ooh yeah. Okay, Otis. Let's. Come All on. right, next match, Rhea Ripley defeats Raquel Rodriguez by pinfall. I mean, 17 minutes on this match. I, I, you know, I kind of expected the Rhea Ripley win. I was about 95% sure she was going, probably more than that. Um, the match was okay. I mean, I did like the fact that Rhea Ripley can't just overpower her. I'm, I'm still confused. Like, what's the deal with the back? Is it just like she has the best back muscles in, in the world? Like, I, I just... I'm not yeah. seeing it. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, they haven't, I think Rodriguez could be very, something very special, but they just haven't built her enough yet to make me believe that she's going to beat Rhea Ripley. So my only gripe about that. I think the match was fine. I think, I think the match was about 15 minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Fast forwarding through that real quick. Okay, uh, that's why he was able to get to the show on time. That's right. See, I'm so I'm going to differ from all y'all. So a couple things. I don't know if y'all noticed this. I think WWE might be watching our podcast. So hello <laughs> WWE, because right. if you were listening to uh, Graves and Cole uh, before the match, they did a callback to their last match on NXT that I happened to say on the last podcast we were talking about. So right. thanks for listening WWE. Um, I thought that that match on NXT was one of the better matches I've seen between the two women, and that's when I became fans of both of them. Um, Rhea is super dominant as champ. I, I'm with you, Brandon. I like the match simply for the fact that Rhea... Raquel is a believable opponent for Rhea. She, it's believable that she could beat Rhea because of her size. She's able to match her strength for strength, and nobody else on the roster can do that. So she's really a believable opponent, in my opinion. I don't think she's ready for a championship. I'm not saying she should have won, um, but I think it's a, at least believable. And also, Graves slipped up and called her Raquel Gonzalez at one point because <laughs> that was her name on NXT. So, uh, but and, and again, Dom, I don't. The only reason I think it may we may not be done with this is because Dom interfered and basically cost. Raquel the match um, I, th- I think Rhea would have won regardless I would have liked to see them beat Rhea or Rhea beat Raquel more clean but here's my thing I'm calling it now we're getting uh, Rhea and Liv at Fastlane because that that's who Rhea took out Raquel couldn't uh, advocate for, for Liv couldn't beat Rhea so Liv's going to come back and try to do it herself so there's Rhea's next match at Fastlane I, I didn't hate the match it was very slow it was methodical, but that's that's the pace that that both those women work. So I, I didn't I didn't hate it. It wasn't. It was probably mm, I liked it more than Mysterio in theory. Yeah, so I agree. That's kind of where it was set for me. It was a okay match. Yeah, um, I, I definitely I'm right along the same lines with you, Kyle. Though I think if they build her right, then Raquel Rodriguez could be a like a championship opponent that I could see her winning. The main reason why I didn't see her winning is because they haven't really showed any reason for me to believe that she's going to beat Rhea Ripley. That's the main thing. She went from a tag team wrestler to all of a sudden now she's mad because 
she took out my my tag team partner. That's they, not even a real tag team partner. It's just somebody that you got messed together with. I, I do, yeah. although I don't agree with Brandon that it could have been fifteen minutes shorter. Um, I think it could have. I think seventeen was was too long. I think a good eight to ten minute match, I would have been even better with. But seventeen was a little little too long out there. Yeah, it, it felt long, and and for me, and, and y'all hit hit on these major points when pretty much everybody knows who's going to win, and everybody knows the you know where where this is going. Having a seventeen minute match and just having it as a base level match. It's just a time waste. I would have, you know, get back to NXT and have a last man standing match. Have something that makes this match more important than just a regular wrestling match. And, and give that might give Raquel, you know, a, a chance because, you know, oh, we're going to do this or that. Or, you know, maybe she can tap into uh, a lucky shot or, or you know, go do something. I did not like the match. I did not like the storyline. I didn't like the pacing. Uh, because you have to make her believable, and they never made her believable. So it's just a way too long match. Brandon, I think, was – they could have had this match in five to seven. I, I, I'll give Brandon being a little hard on that 15. He's just exaggerating. <laughs> but uh, ten minutes too long for sure. Let, let him wrestle for seven minutes, falls to the wall. You know, well, Rhea wins. Over each to the wall. <laughs> 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 oh yeah thank you matt and the main event for uh this pay-per-view seth freaking rollins versus shinsuke nakamura whoa uh, going. i think they're still doing that it's probably yeah. going on right now actually probably it's um, ridiculous so 26 minutes on this match i thought it was a pretty good match i mean i again they they did a good job of, of telling a story with this one, so it kind of made me intrigued by it. With the whole story with Seth having the injured back, Nakamura like knew about it and he's going to key on it, and then they had the the whole like uh, backstage promos with you know showing Seth struggling through his back injuries. It almost sold me the fact that okay, Shinsuke could win this because now they have an out. Well, Seth Rollins was injured; he took him out. Maybe he's going to be off TV for a little bit. Um, but in the end, kind of what I expected, Seth Rollins. Uh, Brandon, you had Shinsuke. Um, did you think you had a chance to get this one there at certain points of the match? The only, <clears throat> I, 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 you acknowledged it last week. That I probably was going to be wrong. The only There were a couple of moments. The only reason I said because of the whole back thing with Seth, and I was like, maybe the back's worse than – but it's a it's more of a long-term back thing than a short-term. So that's – but, uh, I mean, there were it, – it was a – you know, it would have been a good second match on the card. Uh, but, it, you know, it's good, Seth and Shinsuke. But, it was, I mean, that wasn't a main event match. Like I said, the, the ending to the show was, you know, with these final three matches they had, they would just – well, I guess final two. But the final two just – it just didn't do it. And, uh, but, but there were moments, but uh, Seth's still the champ. We'll see where they go next. I, I thought the, the um... – like anime package they did for Shinsuke before his entrance was awesome. I, I thought that was great. Um, like you said, Brett, really good storytelling throughout the match. That's what made the match uh, every time. You knew Seth's back was bad, and that we knew that was going to be the target in going into the match. Um, I, I, I enjoyed the match, but it was more of a main event for Raw type match than a pay-per-view main event. 
if it was if this was the main event on Monday Night Raw, I think we would all agree that's that's great. But it's not a pay per view pay per view worthy main event. Um, I'm I'm kind of like I think the like you said, Brandon, the start of the card was was up here, and then by the end of it, we were back to like TV main TV stuff that stuff that could have been left on TV. Um, so it, it did kind of arc and then and decline after the tag match, but um, yeah, no surprise here. Seth winning. There was a couple of moments where I thought they might give it to Shinsuke, but um, I'm glad to see him keep it on Seth. I think he's still got more story to tell, and I'm I'm excited to see what he does with it. Who's next for Seth? No idea. Couldn't tell you. We'll find out tonight, I guess, or tomorrow. Or tomorrow, whenever we watch it. I've yeah. Uh, the 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 thunder the black clouds coming back, uh, the thunderstorm kicking in because Uh-oh. the last few. Seth matches I just haven't enjoyed. I haven't gotten into it. It's just, it, it's good wrestling, but I mean, it, it's kind of boring at times. It's kind of slow and methodical, and there's no storyline. I mean, you know, it's just. It, there was a like, storyline in this one. But he lost to Bronson Reed a month and a half ago. There's no legitimate <laughs> chance that Shakespeare is going Matt, to win no, in any Matt, sort of no. way that makes sense. Big Bronson Reed, Reed. not, not big, yeah. Bronson big Bronson Reed, not just any big. Bronson Reed. <laughs> just, this is big Bronson. He got, he got Reed. the big after he beat Shinsuke, <laughs> and Shinsuke <laughs> should probably be toiling in the mid card. Yeah. Oh man, they uh, have this big roster, and that they've split up and they've diluted talent because they're trying to save you know two or three big marquee matches for WrestleMania and coming up. It's just below average right now and they're doing such a bad job building stars so let me ask you all this we talked about these two cards okay you had the AEW card last weekend so you had another you know 12 card pay-per-view this weekend and wwe had one card with six matches and they had better matches overall than the six six matches wwe could put together um that that well hold on Hold on. This is not a all out is a big time pay-per-view for AEW. Like that's one of their main staples is all out. So yes, that's a big deal. That's like a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series or Rumble for WWE, not a payback pay-per-view in Pittsburgh. Like I, I, I get what you're saying. And well, I had two but well, two pay-per-views had some of course some of the people were in both, but they still had some people that weren't in each one they kind of spread i just feel like it just shows the depth of talent in the ring that AEW has versus what wwe has to offer i agree with that but that's still not an excuse to put 10 or 12 matches on a single card like i still think you could still have banger matches with six or seven matches that you could extend their time a little bit instead of loading up the card with 10 or 12 matches just to get everybody on the pay-per-view like pay-per-view should be special it shouldn't just be everybody gets on the pay-per-view like they should be special to get onto the pay-per-view that should be a goal so i, I think less matches i still think less matches is better well and part of it with aw too is they pull from new japan and ring of honor like yeah i mean and so that they so it adds to it there too and they can have anybody come in like impact wrestlers can come in like you said new yeah. japan anybody can come in for a night wwe doesn't play nice with anybody so they oh, got just their roster that seems like a problem that wwe needs to fix and triple h would fix that if he could be in charge but there's well, a guy upstairs that won't leave yeah and i think that's the thing like 
could you imagine some of these crossover matches with some of these, you know, with WWE crossing over and, and fight? I mean, that would be that would be awesome. Um, it would sell tickets. It would sell pay per view buys. It would it would be huge. But you know, egos get in the way. KO and Sammy versus the Young Bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end of the day, WWE is doing killer business, and they sold out a legitimate stadium with Raquel and. Rhea and, and the crap they put on out there, they you know they they don't have any incentive to change because everybody's watching it. Because we keep because we keep watching them. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're right, but I it's a catch twenty two. I want to watch the wrestling, but I, it, so that's why we have a show like this so we could complain about it. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're listening, Kyle. Maybe you're right. How WWE? Um. All right. Anything else on that card? Are we ready to roll on to the all-out card? Let's move to the five-hour card. Okay. All right. Um, first match on the uh, zero-hour show. Hangman Adam Page wins the Royal Rumble, eliminating Brian Cage. Um, raise your hand if you thought there were any doubts of of uh, Hangman Adam Page losing this match. I didn't even know Hangman was in the match because I didn't oh, watch zero-hour. I didn't either until he showed up, and I was like, "Oh, he's winning!" You know, he came in last. Kyle didn't see him show up, is what he's saying. Kyle I wasn't, saw nothing Kyle, on zero. I wasn't watching. I, I knew. I, I knew exactly when they did the little uh, mogul MC promo before. I was like, "Okay, someone from there is going to be at the end with Hangman Page." I just didn't know who's. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was fine. I mean, it's another way to get more guys in the card, so everybody gets to be on the show. Kind of like it was what Kyle was talking about, but. Um, it did. They did throw a fifty thousand dollar reward. Of course, it was to charity, so I'm sure, you know, they already had a pre-picked charity out. And look at there, it went to Chicago to try to buy some, buy some goodwill since they just fired their favorite son um, the day before. So um, that was interesting. I thought that was kind of sly for from AEW. You know, that was why they did that. Um, well, I did. Way. I did hear on the podcast I was listening to that after Hangman won the Battle Royal that. He was getting booed, obviously, in Chicago. And then after they announced the donation, though, he got cheered because you can't boo education. So yeah. they had to cheer Hangman. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next match on the Zero Hour uh, was uh, Sheeta, uh, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue. They defeated Athena, Mercedes Martinez, and Diamante. Um, it was a fine match. I mean, I... When I saw who was in the match, um, I thought, well, Sky Blue's in the match. She's from Chicago. They're gonna they're gonna let her get the pop and get the win. And that's that's what happened. Uh Brandon, you you picked the uh the team with Athena. Um what what do you think about the match? Oh, I, I didn't really I, I if I would have known, I would have almost changed my pick. If I would have known Sky Blue is from Chicago, I would have uh, picked them. Uh, yeah. And she got the win. I just I didn't know she was from Chicago, so you know, Brett, you you ignored me on the battle royal. You didn't even let me say a word about it. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe, I'm maybe, sorry. maybe it's a good thing because did I you, was going to you want to crap, crap on the crap you all crap? over it. Okay, go like ahead. we've had every stadium stampede match, every you know ten man, twelve man match. I'm tired of battle royals from AEW. Let's let's do something different. I mean, they, they have like a battle royal every three weeks. It feels like. Amen. Uh, so I'm, I'm tired of battle royals. Well, I think uh, that, but there wasn't much at stake. I, I like the ones that have something more at stake, like 
the blackjack battle they have with a wild card where someone new comes out usually those are those to me are different a little they bit they always win so that's not even well not necessarily always but but at least it's some capacity won a 21 man one of these things you know come on i mean the, the booking on these are way too predictable we all picked against him by the way on that one so they were obviously wasn't that predictable we picked the field and we were all wrong. We're going with the math on that one. Yeah. But we, 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 we avenged ourselves by the end of this show when it comes to that. Uh, but uh, I, I like Athena. I, I'm, I hope she's – I don't get a chance to – I'm wrestling fatigued out, so I hope she's just killing it over at Ring of Honor. Uh, but that Willow match a couple you – know, I watched the pay-per-views, and the Willow-Athena match a couple months ago was fantastic, and I love her character, so – Hope she's doing well over there, but it's past my watching points, like NXT. <laughs> and then we had the acclaimed uh, with Billy Gunn and Dennis Rodman in their corner um, with Kyle's favorite, Double J, J E double F, J E double R. <laughs> and then we send him out. E double T, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Um, man. I guess Kyle just didn't want to talk about this match. Uh, but, yeah, they got Dennis Rodman out there. Of course, gave him a cheap Chicago pop. Um, when I saw he was in the match, too, I was like, I pretty much knew that uh, he claimed was going to win anyway, which the, they weren't going to lose the titles that fast. Plus, Dennis Rodman's in the match. Um, it was enjoyable, but, I mean, it was a pre-show. So, enter- entertaining it at best. I wasn't entertained, and I'm kind of getting tired of the acclaimed. I think they need to do something a little bit new and different. I liked them when they were the heel, edgy, trying to get in there, but now that they're pandering to the crowd, it's very predictable. You know, it, it, it's a shtick, you know, and I think the shtick has become a little bit tiresome for me. Yeah, I, I did. I did uh, the only thing I liked was uh, Max Caster's comment about carrying Jarrett and the worm. And. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, we, I I was uh, and then we got the Dennis Rodman uh, Dennis Rodman guitar guitar shot that was, you know, it's been a while since we've seen him wrestle. Uh, don't what almost twenty seven twenty five whatever years. Uh, yeah, it's been 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 a while since the WCW days. So yeah, all right. Uh, well, the, the the Sanjay and the Isaiah Thomas jersey in Chicago was awesome though. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, that was yeah. a cheap heat there. Okay, so let's move on to the main card now. Um, we got oh, – oh, Kyle's back for the main card. Welcome back, Kyle. Well, this is the stuff I watched. Okay, all right. So we got, we uh, got Better Than You, Bebe, defeated the Dark Order. Um, uh, the Dark Order needs something. It's kind of a stale – like they've lost all their, their guys. I think they're down to about three guys now. Um, I'm ready for the Dark Order either to be – uh, no more, or they need something to interject. Uh, they had some good stuff when they had Hangman Page in there, but honestly, I saw this match. I'm like, okay, we know they're not be- better than you, baby. Is not losing this one. I mean, it's a dark order. When have they even been in a a, a meaningful match in the past two or three months? I, I don't remember one. So, I mean, it was fine. They got the double clothesline. They got the win. It kind of continued on the storyline, but. I mean, the match was just okay to me. I mean, I mean, I liked it, it was MGF and Adam Cole, but that was about that was about it for me. They were in a meaningful match on the ROH pay per view. They had like a six man 
death match and actually had one of their best matches in a long time. Oh, I don't. I thought you didn't watch. I had to watch Death Before Dishonor. I thought you didn't watch ROH. Pay per view. I watched NXT pay per views and ROH pay per views, uh, and okay. I used that little the zero hour for both to catch me up on everything, and then go back go back to radio silence. Oh, okay, all right. I'm I'm with you, Brett. I I thought maybe, and I'm glad that Brandon made this point earlier because I thought when I first started watching All Out, the first like four or five matches i was just sitting there like why did i waste my money on this like i am not it was and they were good matches now that i like go back and 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 kind of rewatch some highlights of them they were good matches i just i was so burnt out going in sunday and i was just i didn't buy the pay-per-view till about 6 30 like i was i was going back and forth like do i even want to spend the money for it um so i thought that maybe it was just me being burnt out, but I'm glad you said that you thought the match was just okay too. Cause that's what I thought. I, I, I thought we could have done without this on this pay-per-view. I think this is more of a TV match. Like it could have been on a dynamite or collision. I think they just wanted to get them to on the card. I get it. But I mean, like, like, like Matt said, if it's that predictable, then what, are, what are we doing? Like why, why put a, that predictable of a match on the card just to get them on the card. Now I also understand we kind of got dropped with the CM Punk bomb, you know, right before the show. So now it kind of worked out that at least you had two of those stars on the show. Um, I, I it, it is what it is. I, yeah, there was no way better than you, Bebe, was losing. We we all, we kind of thought last week that it was going to be a uh, them against the Kingdom, and I thought that you know eventually that's going to happen. You think, but I guess they didn't want to rush it. But that's what I, that's where I thought they were going. With you know, and then when they did the battle roll and then Dark Order, I didn't know why, but uh, it was just yeah, basically it was just a showcase for better than you, baby. And uh, they, they won with Matt's favorite move, the double clothesline. Double clothesline, and he got to kick out. Yeah, Let's say Cole Cole took it and didn't didn't uh, didn't stay down. Yeah, I do love uh, I love uh, MJF's whole uh, sportsmanship, sportsmanship sportsmanship chant, and then uh. Than uh, the poke in the eyes. Uh, that's a uh, he's done that like two or three times in a row now, and I, I, I like that. And then probably the coolest thing was, you know, he's leaving. He's well, he he's banged up because he left and came back. He did the whole MJF hero thing, but he's walking up the ramp, and Samoa Joe comes out and gives him a little shove like he did in NXT several mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> exactly. Uh, when, when MJF was a security guard. And, yeah, uh, so, I, I saw some things, some, some videos on Twitter where they had the videos simultaneously. Yeah, the like, exact was, same like, push and everything. Yeah. And also by doing that, I thought because we and Kyle and I both picked Shane Taylor anyway, and then I thought I was like, oh, Joe's gonna lose because we're gonna get Joe MJF. Yep. But uh, that obviously didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. that, that uh, we'll get to that match. That was terrible. That's because <laughs> I, I didn't pick it. Yeah. It's okay. You know, AEW has so much talent. They can get. They cannot do Dark Order versus. I mean, we could have gotten a really good match there. That we can even know that better than New Baby is going to win. That would be memorable and would have let let, let them wrestle on it. And, you know, for, I was thinking about uh, for you know when you think of WrestleMania one, you think of you know the big matches of Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and all that. And then you have matches on there like the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov versus the U.S. Express. And you just sit to yourself like, 
you're really going to put this stuff out there for, for your biggest cards of the year. And you know, Kyle, you mentioned that this should be one of their biggest cards of the year. And they have talent. They have people sitting on the sideline that I would have walked much rather the kingdom. And you could have ter- turned that match into the storyline, you know, for, for even if you let the, even if you have better than you baby win the match, you know, it could be done in such a way where, you know, Roderick Strong trips the wrong person or something because his neck has a spasm. I mean, you, you can write the story to where that, that storyline can continue from that match. So I'm really disappointed that they wasted an opportunity to highlight two really good wrestlers and just to have a throwaway match to open the show. All right. Uh, next up was the Samoa Joe-Shane Taylor match. Um any any thoughts on that? I mean, I thought the match was hard hitting. I, I really enjoyed the match, honestly. It was a little slower because you know you have two bigger guys in the ring, but they were they were getting killing each other. I I just I hadn't seen Shane Taylor in a while. I'd honestly like to see him and Keith Lee again. I, I enjoyed when they were a tag team back in ROH. Um, because they're not doing anything with Lee right now. But man, I I mean I wasn't like five-star match, but I thought it was a solid, hard-hitting match. Let um, me ask you, Brett, because you are our guru of all this. Do you have a time on that match? Like yes. How long it lasted? The time on that match was uh, six minutes and 25 seconds, Matt. That's perfect. I mean, they just go and hit each other, and it's done. You know, that's what should have been what Ra- Ra- Raquel and, and I think would have been. I think that's why I didn't get tired of it, why I was fine with it, just because it, it didn't drag out too long. Um, you know, Samoa Joe comes out looking – looking uh, real strong, and then he bumps into MJF, which who knows that may lead into uh, another feud there for MJF because he needs one right now. He doesn't have currently one going. Um, so I, I sign me up for that one. I want to see MJF and Samoa Joe. I'd love to see that one. And I, and I know MJF's got a uh, – he's like there's about to be some tournament to see who faces him, I think, at, either at Grand Slam or at that thing in October. But uh, also – you know, we had two matches like this, though, on the card, and the other one was better. You know, I mean, it's basically the same thing as you have with Hobbs and Miro. I mean, it's like a kind of mirror match to two big guys just chopping the crap out of each other. And so you'd rather see Miro and Hobbs do it than Joe and Shane Taylor. I was looking forward to the Joe-Shane Taylor match, actually, and it just it kind of disappointed. But, but I was glad it was only six minutes. Well, Joe and Shane Taylor are both fat. You know, they're just fat people fighting each other, whereas Miro and Hobbs were meat. Jack fat. That's why you got the meat. Yeah. Well, and, and and that's why the match was a little longer in the uh, you know, the Hobbs and yeah. Miro match. They can go a little longer. Uh, the match was what it was. I Again, uh, not uh, impressed yeah. by this match. I, I thought the – the reason I thought Shane Taylor would win is because I thought we need to get Samoa Joe back on Dynamite and Collision and off ROH. Nobody cares about ROH. We need to get Samoa Joe off of that. So that's why I was pushing for Shane Taylor to win. Samoa Joe won. Great. Now what does he do with it? Do we get some other random opponent at the next pay-per-view? Like, what are what are we doing with Joe now? Because his feud with Punk is obviously over. So what are we doing with Samoa Joe? That's my only question. MJF? Well, he doesn't need to be ROH champion then. If he's going to go after that title, he doesn't need to be title the unif- ROH title and title an AEW unification. title. Title unification match. For oh. ROH and AEW title? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> the, undisputed, the, undisputed, the undisputed title. Now he's going to come and hold two titles so he can be like Roman Reigns, you know. I don't know. 
between the international title main event this card and yeah. the, the AEW champion opened it. And the second match is an ROH TV title guy who's now fighting for the AEW championship while he's ROH tag team championship. So maybe we'll have some sort of weird X division six titles on the the big X and you go pick out your belt kind of a match. Hey, book it, book it. It'd make more sense than some of the stuff they do sometimes. So, all right, Luchasaurus with Christian Cage defeated Darby. Father Dar- of the year, Christian Cage. Put some oh. respect on his name, Brett. That yeah. is getting over, by the way. I mean, we I talked am, about that last week. It, it, it is am, getting over. I'm so glad that it was Luchasaurus actually wrestling. Of course, of course, Christian Cage wouldn't wrestle because that would require effort on his part. So, um, but this was. Of course, you know you're in this kind of match with Darby Allen. You know you got some crazy spots. Um, you had Nick Wayne involved, Christian Cage involved. I was surprised there wasn't a, a Sting spotting, um, but they left him out. Maybe Nick Wayne is going to kind of slowly replace Sting as Darby Allen's little compadre. He's going to now be the be the protege instead of having Sting be his protege. So I don't know. Sting Sting may still be recovering from Wembley. <laughs> well. <laughs> It's true. He may be laid up in uh, in bed for a little bit, um, but I thought this match was fine. I mean, it, it to me, uh, Luchasaurus is actually really good in the ring. He he does some good stuff, and of course, Darby is always inter- entertaining. So I knew that Luchasaurus was going to win. I didn't think they were done with this story yet, as far as with him and Christian and the whole thing. Um, and it doesn't make any sense if Christian's not carrying his belt around. So um, uh, I was I was. Pleasantly pleased with the match. I mean, the match was 12 minutes, 20 seconds. Um, it was a fine time, fine match. Can I challenge you, Brett? Because uh, you know we've been talking about this. You're you're on you're on the rope. You're on the record on off the ropes that you don't like this angle. Is it growing on you yet? Did, are you getting there yet? I didn't say it in like. I just don't like Christian Cage in the whole. Th- I just don't think it's believable to me. I don't know. I just Christian Cage. If you, I love him, Nigel. I'm waiting for Edge to come out and spear Christian Cage into some where he can actually think and do things uh, normally. I'm you know, just- you know, Christian was asked in the media scrum about Edge or Adam Copeland coming to uh, AEW, and Christian said, "I don't have any other friends other than Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is my only friend." So, yeah. shout out yeah. to Christian for staying in character. Christian is the best. Like, I mean, <laughs> he's good. He is super he's- good. I know Brett doesn't like it, but man, and it, like this is the most I've been invested in Luchasaurus in his whole time in AEW. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, it's I mean, just other a, than Marco, I love Marco, but I was never a you know Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus. I'm fine with his character. I just don't think this part is believable for anyone just to let. It is. I think it is for this fight. side of the screen. He's a dinosaur. I mean, he's he's the right hand of destruction. He needs his leadership to. You don't want to carry around no belt. He's he's got he's 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 got pythons to carry around on his arms. He don't need a belt to hang on to as well. Oh man, I just that would just be like saying, "Hey, professor, would you carry around my uh, championship belt? You didn't really win, but here you just carried that around for me, so you can." Well, technically, you- I am the reigning and defending Pickham champion on the the right side of the state over here. On the uh, right side, and, of the and currently number one right now as well so i, I saw that, two that's, that's weeks, a, Matt. it's two weeks two weeks in and, and i don't believe two weeks you're in two years I've, i i have not trailed <laughs> in like oh well i don't so think a little dynasty 
So let's ask him, where are you sitting in ours? Because I do believe you're not in oh, front of me. I'm a, I went nine and one this week as well, so I still got to catch up from last week. <laughs> yeah, okay. Shots fired. So we'll, we'll hey, see. Got I got a well, fire. Brandon, you dropped off this past week. I saw Brett finally passed you after your good run there, but uh, I, I, I like that match, the Luchasaurus match. I, I think it was a very good match. It, Anytime Darby's on there, I'm invested to see what he's going to go through. That stair step. Oh, man. Ooh, cringeworthy, but, you know, in that kind of wrestling sort of way. And like y'all have said, Luchasaurus is a really sneaky good wrestler. I mean, the stuff he did even with Jurassic Express, he was doing really good. It's like, why is this guy not a star? And then this is before I even knew he was the guy from Big Brother. I just put a mask on him and and now put Christian with them, put a rocket ship on this angle. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, the the match was good. It was what you expected out of a Luchasaurus and Darby Allen match. Darby doing crazy spots. Luchasaurus just destroying Darby at every turn. Um, Darby getting a little bit of offense. Kind of what you expected out of the match. Um, Darby needs a break. To give, give Darby some time off. Him and Orange Cassidy both need to go on a vacation somewhere because they, <laughs> they deserve about a month, month and a half off. They have busted their tails in uh these past few months so um kudos to darby i don't if he go, keeps going at this rate he's he won't be wrestling very much longer i mean he is i love watching it but it, it terrifies me watching i feel like he is going to break his neck every single time he's out there and he right. doesn't to his to his credit but um good match overall uh, i enjoyed the match and um i like the outcome i don't think darby needs to be tnc champion i think luchasaurus still needs to be the tnc champion Christian needs to be the team champion. <laughs> and father of the year. <laughs> uh, uh, next match, uh, Miro over Powerhouse. P -p 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 Powerhouse. P -p 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 Powerhouse. Um, I didn't understand. I think we talked about this in the preview show, what the booking angle was here. Like They both needed to be, I guess, raised up. Like you didn't, I don't think either one of these guys needed to be losing at this point, but... We do. We kind of figured Miro was going to take it. Um, I believe we all picked Miro. Um, yep, we did. We all had Miro here. Um, the most interesting part of this match, honestly, for me, it was Lana showing up. Uh, hot and flexible was hot what the screen said. So. <laughs> well, either way, I don't know what she's going by in AEW, but hot and flexible is what popped up on the yeah. screen. I was like, "What? Who is?" I, I think Nigel mentioned that too. <laughs> I was like. And she showed up, and then, and then he just blew her off, and so well, that leaves me questions on, you know, I guess he doesn't want anything to do with his own wife. Hey, well, he said that in his promo. He he does, has nothing to do with his god, nothing to do with his wife, nothing to do with any. He's he is on his own. Hmm. And, so, uh, and is his wife gonna buy an interest in someone else? Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Maybe p -p powerhouse. P -p 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 powerhouse. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I wrote decent match. I thought, yeah, you know, that was a decent match. This was uh, probably the first, like, the first, the best match up until this point, maybe. Uh, you know, because like I said, the card started slow. And so I, I, this was a decent match. And but I thought the best things happened after, you know, they had the, the respect thing with uh, Miro and Hobbs. And then Hobbs, after the second kind of handshake, once Miro went away, he attacked him. And then, you know, obviously then then CJ Perry, Lana, whatever you want to call her, she came out and tried to tried to attack uh 
powerhouse. And uh, it was interesting, too, that she came out during a Florida State game because, you know, she, she became famous at a Florida State game a long time ago. And two of the three cowgirls now have been on AEW because Jen Sturger, the one right by her in the picture, was a backstage reporter, at a backstage uh, person at AEW for a little bit. So so now they need to find the third girl and get her on AEW. I, I, I had no mat, no notes on this match because um, at this point I just wanted the pay per view to be over. But it was a, <laughs> it was, it, but but in all seriousness, it was a very good match. I think it was <clears throat> both of their best matches in a while. I think they they did. Re- it was what you big meaty men slapping meat is what this was. I mean, it was love the chance from the AEW crowd. Uh, meat forever, like it was they. <laughs> It was just great. Like they had some great chance. Um, it was an odd booking decision because neither one of them needed to take a loss. But I still think Powerhouse looked good in this loss. I think he 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 didn't get squashed or anything by Miro. I think it was very believable that Powerhouse could have beat Miro. Um, and I think the attack at the end of the match sets up that we're going to get another one of these matches probably at what's the new one Wrestle Cast or whatever. Wrestle, yeah. wrestle dream, wrestle dream, wrestle dream, whatever it is. Um, another pay per view. The uh, but I think we'll get this match again. So I, I look forward to seeing it again. And maybe Powerhouse gets his win then, and then we set up a third matchup with that could blow off this feud. That maybe it's like a no DQ or something. I don't know. I actually did not like this match. Uh-huh. I, I, I like I like the crowd. The crowd made it good for me because the crowd completely elevated that. But I mean. They were botching clotheslines. The ending was botched. You know, the, the whole believability that we're supposed to expect that Lana could make the save with, with that, with the choking or like. Hot and flexible, Matt. Hot, hot flexible. and flexible. H&F right there. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> there, there was a lot of, you know, again, when you are supposed to be a professional wrestling show that is creating high level you got to get the details right. There, there are a lot of details. It's like they didn't even practice this match. They just kind of went out there and, and called it. And that's where, I, you know, you look at Gunther and, and Sheamus and Drew, who basically had this version of the match. That was way better. And, and I was hoping this match would kind of approximate that with their storylines and their characters. And it was just sloppy and rushed. We're talking well, about practice, not a match, not a match, but practice. 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 Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Yeah. So I honestly didn't really get any of the storyline coming in this match. Was there any? No, Two guys no. that just big guys that want to not really. Fight. So that that's why I was kind of like I wasn't super excited for it, and that's why the, the <clears throat> ending was the best part because well, that kind of gave a story for me to follow now. And there's. There's another little tidbit that Tony Khan said in this media scrum that I want to get y'all's opinion on. He basically said that um, everybody complaining about no build before the match, uh, before the pay-per-view, but then they put on another banger pay-per-view. So he's basically saying the build doesn't matter. He just wants to book good matches, which is fine. But then why are we watching weekly television? Why would I watch weekly television if you're just going to put on matches at the pay-per-view with no build? So... I don't like that that's where Tony Khan's going because I think that AEW has been built around storyline. Like, long-term booking is AEW's – that's their that's their path, and I don't want to see them get away from that. And I think because – and Anthony Bowens came out and basically said the same thing on Twitter, that 
you know, all these people complaining about no build, but we put on another good pay-per-view. That's not the point. <laughs> you can, if you put on a good pay-per-view without a build, imagine what it could be like with a build. Like, uh, so anyway, that just, that's something else Tony Khan said in the media scrum that kind of caught my ear. It's also hard to build when it's a one week, a one week thing. So it's very true. Very and true. I, and I'd like to take that point and probably raise, raise it. an idea that they announced the Chicago card before they announced the London card. Yep. So this was getting, you know, people were thinking we're going to get our tickets and, and this is our quarterly, you know, pay-per-view. And so I, I don't even think they knew what they were getting into. And I wouldn't even call this a banger card. I mean, you, Maybe y'all will be more impressed with some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about, but it definitely I started. Have, I, would, I would have felt bad if I would have spent fifty dollars for this. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> we still need to talk, Kyle. Uh, After this weekend, for sure, for <laughs> sure. So I'm not doing that again. So here's I kind of and I, I kind of agree with y'all. I think this next match was. The last match where I was kind of it, this was okay. The Chris Statlander defeats Ruby Soho. It did have some storytelling in it. Um, with I guess the end for sure of the outcast as we knew them. Um, as the interference uh, from Tony Storm taking away the uh, the spray can and allowing Statlander to get the win. That was the best part to me. The match was fine. I think they put on a fine match. Um, but now I'm intrigued on that storyline going forward The with the outcast. I don't know where Statlander goes from here, um, but I'm intrigued by the storyline of the outcast. I think this was kind of the last match. The rest of the, the rest of the card after this, I thought was incredible. I think this is kind of where it, it trended up for me. I think maybe Brandon agrees with me. We talked about the, the trending up, but I think this is where the card trended up. As far as the match goes though, I think it was a fine women's match and they, it wasn't anything impressive or outstanding. It was just a good match, and with some good storytelling at the during the inter, inter, intermingled in it, and then after the match for me. Uh, yeah, like, go ahead. No, it sounds like we're all on the same page here. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was what it was. I think the storyline in this match was Statlander had never beaten Ruby Soho before, and so Stat finally got her win over Soho to retain the title. It's a basic storyline, but at least there's something there. Um, one thing I hate in this, it wasn't just this match. It's, it's any match that has this. When the, they make these baby faces look like complete buffoons, like they are the dumbest people in the arena. So <laughs> what if Soraya gets on the apron? Hit your move. Who cares? Why, do, why are you perched up on the, on the ring on the turnbuckle, and then Soraya gets up, and you have to look over at her and start mouthing to her. Who cares? Hit your move. Who cares what she does? She interferes with the match. You win. <laughs> Leave it alone. But it makes the it makes the baby faces look like complete idiots. Like they just look over. They're like, oh, what? Are you? It's same thing when someone stands up on the apron and then gets down. And they like lean over the the rope and they're like talking. And then they get rolled up. Like that's stop. That's dumb. Anyway, that's all I got. Match was what it was. You're right. It picked up after this. Matt, I agreed. I, oh. <laughs> okay, you, Matt, the professor is speechless. Love that. I got twenty minutes left, and y'all got about an hour of content left. So I, I'm assuming not for the final three matches to keep it short here with agree. Okay, all right. So here we go. Um, okay, so the the matches left. I loved all of them, but 
I wish this next match was my main event. Uh, Brian Danielson coming out to Final Countdown. Oh, man, I was at this one. I was pumped. Um, you know, if this was their Plan B, I, I love their Plan B in this match. Um, the strap match is different. Um, they were killing each other with a strap. I mean, my gosh, I, I'm sure they're going to be black and blue for a while. Um, I mean, did a great job of, and I and I heard some things after the match of of Danielson never did a blow with his injured arm. He never like swung it or had to use. So like they were able to use the strap mask to protect his arm still and to get him out there. And the crowd was hot for it. I mean, this was like, it went from like zero to 10 as soon as his music hit. Um, This was probably, I mean, there was some other good matches, but this was probably top one or two of the night for me right here. Um, And I, and I love to see where they're going to go with Danielson. Now, you know, kind of, he comes out and, and almost plays a face character, but his group is is a heel faction. So, and I, I also read where he kind of they want him to toe the line, kind of you know whatever needs to be done to win type deal. So we'll see where they go. I'm excited to have him back though, guys. Yeah, that, especially with the loss of CM Punk now, Danielson. From what I've read, Danielson's Collision is Danielson's show now. Like that's his show. Um, I, I thought this match was great. It was brutal. It was vicious. It was nasty. It was uncomfortable at times. When 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 Danielson and Starks were trading licks with that those that strap and they were hitting in the neck, it looked like. And I think when when Starks was in like the trio woe position, he was getting hit in the face. Like it was just brutal. Um I think Danielson put Starks over though. Even though he beat Starks, Starks never tapped. Starks passed out. It was forced to pass out. Uh, I like the way they ended that. Danielson coming out to final countdown was awesome. Um, very good match. Uh, I would say it's not my match of the night, but if, like you said, Brett, if it's your match of the night, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm, I can't argue that point. It's not my match of the night, but I could see why it would be considered someone's match of the night for sure. It was very I, good. Well, I think there's two matches for me, and it was one of the top two. Yeah. And I, I get that. Uh, it, I thought it was a great match. But it, it was my, probably my fourth because I love the final three so much. and uh, But this is where, the like you said, Brett, the card turned, and this is where I got started getting excited. And I, I did – I don't know if I tweeted this or not, but I did write it down. I think this was the and modern best modern-day strap match. You know, there's some great strap matches in the 60s, 70s, 80s that we've seen clips of and stuff. But in the past, you know, what, 27 years, every strap match we get is gimmicky and awful. Especially anytime seen as in a strap match, it's just terrible. Well, I was gonna say, especially anytime WWE yeah. does a strap. Yeah, match. especially if it's a oh, you got to touch yeah. all four corners. And yeah, the, this was the the I mean uh, the modern day strap matches. This was the best one I can, off the top of my head, can think of. And uh, yeah, I thought it was great. And uh, I mean, what a great first match for Danielson coming back. I mean, Dude. you know, because he came back quicker than I expected. You know, from the the what you know whatever uh, was I guess it was the 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 broken big more yeah and so he came back sooner than expected and put on a put on a banger and uh, i thought you know that was good and it was really good for ricky starks too this you know i, I thought I, you know ricky starks has been on the rise but i thought this elevated him even more you know cognitive dissonance is when you have two competing thoughts in your brain fighting for which one is going to come out 
because everything you said, all three of you said in highlighting it, it was a great match. It really was. It was brutal. It, it had storytelling in it. Like Ricky Stark's facial expression before he passed out. It was like one of the best facial expressions you'll see. Like it was memorable. And, and, and the way he was, you know, fighting it to the end and this character development, and all of that, all this is on one side and, and I love it all. But on the other side, and, and I get why, but this thing had no buildup. So we basically had this violent, brutal main, you know, like it blow up off of a feud match. That was just a random match. It'd be like if we had, you know, L Viking Del Ejo versus commander in a ladder match on something with a, with just a chip, you know, we're just gonna have a ladder match. We're gonna have this match and whoever gets the chip wins and it means nothing because it has no build. It has no story to it. And so I have both of these thoughts here at the same time, amazing match and all this stuff, but like the brutality of it didn't match anything. It's like these two people are just wrestling each other for no reason with this brutality. Why? Well, they can't have a build if this wasn't the plan. Like they had to call an audible three days before the show. So it's kind of hard to, So like I thought they kind of did it like with, with the whole, um, Ricky, the dragon steamboat wanting to, was going to fight this and he got somebody, tricked him into getting somebody to fight in his place type deal. I thought that was a kind of a neat way to slide him in. Yeah, but I I, I think I think when you anytime you could call Danielson off the bench to come in and pinch hint for you and he delivers a grand slam like this, you're doing all right if you're Tony Khan. You take it and move on. I mean fantastic match. I mean I'm just sitting there like y'all just going like wow, you know, like I would have loved to be in the audience for that. It's like uh. a completely unexpected amazing match but at the same time you do have a lot of psychological story gaps you know over there and it, it, it kind of ruined it for me could you imagine if that was will osprey and kenny omega three and they oh, had that kind yeah. of match oh i mean then oh. you're like oh my gosh you know and and that's where you, you have the storyline and then you take the match and you meld them and that's where you get greatness so that's why that part was missing for me but All it right. had to be. I mean, you couldn't do anything about that. All right. We got BCC over Eddie Kingston and Shibata. Um, this match was good. I mean, I, I think anytime you got the BCC in there, it's going to be a brutal, uh, hard-hitting match. I, I like them. I like uh, Eddie Kingston. He's just – I just like his character. He's like, I don't care. I'm just going to beat you up, and, and that's what I'm going to do. Um, comparison to some of these other matches, I think it was just fine, but – I thought it was a really good match um, overall for me. I mean, I think these last five matches could have been the only matches on the card, and I'd have been, I'd have been okay with that. I think huh. I'd take those five. What's that? That's exactly the same point that I was making earlier. That's if if WWE would have put on a show like if if AEW would have done the five to six match card like WWE did with those matches, been an absolute banger. But they had to add all this fluff beforehand just to get everybody on the show. Yeah, you're right. But honestly, comparison to events, if you take the six matches WWE have, I'd just take these last five. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's, and that's kind of was my point, because even if they have the other matches, it still is a better card because of these five carried it so much. And and I'm I'm probably going to be the only one that says this on out of this match. I didn't care for this match. I don't care about what's going on with all four of these guys. I care about what's happening with Eddie and Claudio. Like, I want to see them go one-on-one. I think it's coming. 
I think it's, I think it'll happen at Grand Slam, and I think Eddie takes the title at Grand Slam uh, in New York. But um, I, I didn't really care for this match, so I, I have no notes on it. I picked the right people to win, though. So there's that. I missed this one. One thing I I, I, I agree with you on the big picture, Kyle, and oh. I don't know if you saw this on Saturday, but one one really neat storyline element on this uh, is on I think it was Collision, where you basically had Claudio just beating up Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta as part of you know, a promo like we do this all the time. And then there was that spot in the match where he was stuck in a, a, a like a, a leg hold or whatever. And, you know, we, and Claudio was trying to get him out of it and he's just in pain there and they're fighting there. And then all of a sudden he falls down and now he's in more pain because he's got this, <laughs> I, that, that was beautiful and how that related to the storyline. But like you, Kyle, I mean, how many iterations of this are we going to get? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard for you to you know realize this because you don't watch ROH. But Claudio Eddie have fought like two or three times already, and now you've got like this is the third or fourth time that Claudio has pinned Eddie. So what new are we getting with this? Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Okay, well, even more reason for me not to care about this match at all. I didn't either. I did like uh, I liked Eddie's shirt that he came out in the uh, Claudio sucks eggs, and then uh, you know I I I didn't put much on this match, but I did notice. I was starting to think there was 10 titles on this card, six being defended, and four or well, four the four main titles weren't defended, and only one of the main titles, the people that hold it were on the card FTR. But the, the top four titles weren't defended on the card. There were six titles defended, ten on the card, and three in this match. Three different titles in this match. And that is like that's where we know AEW's got way too many. Well, I mean, it was some of them are Ring of Honor, Center in Japan, but too many belts going around. When you have ten on one card and four aren't, your top four aren't being defended. Yeah, and who knows what IWGP titles? That could have been even more than that. Yeah, yeah. So he Marshall um, with the Triple A Championship or whatever he won recently. Like, well. The next match here, we've got Takeshka over Kenny Omega. This was my only miss of the all the pay-per-view uh, matches. Um, and I guess they want to further this storyline with Don Callis. Kyle, you got this one. You're the only one that had Takeshka. Uh, give me my flowers. I give I give your your uh, your props there. You did get this one. So uh, what were your thoughts on the match? I, match of the night for me. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I knew going into it that these two would put on a show. The... Omega took some nasty bumps. I mean, some he landed on top of his head one time on a German suplex, and it was it was just nasty. Takeshita's strikes, they sound absolutely brutal. I think he slaps his leg at the perfect time in the the reaction of Omega, or it it just sounds vicious. Um an avalanche blue thunderbomb from Takeshita. Didn't even know that was possible. I don't even think you could do that on a video game. But Takeshi's out here doing it in real life and making it look beautiful. And then we have a kick out. Nobody's kicking out from an avalanche <laughs> uh, blue thunderbomb. Nobody's kicking out from that. All these false finishes, I, I the only – it was a banger. It would have been a five-star match for me without all the false finishes. Oh, you, sound, said, like, you sound like somebody else I know. It would have been a five-star – but the, the false finishes and – and Takesha's music sucks. Don oh. Callis is just one note sucks. That, Absolutely is, terrible. He's got to get some new. Got to get music, rid of it. Tony Khan buying all this music for everybody. He can't gotta find. Got to get rid of it for him. Got to get rid of it. But Takesha, I thought, I thought it. 
the false finish I did appreciate at the end when Takeshita hit Omega with that knee strike and Omega kicked out, then Takeshita pulled the pad down and hit him with just bare knee and then pinned him. Okay, that makes sense. The one with the pad didn't get him. The one without the pad got him. Great. I'm cool with that. I don't need 20 other false finishes, and I don't need somebody kicking out of an avalanche blue thunderbomb. Like, that's <laughs> that's something that I've never seen before, and Omega kicks out of it like it's nothing. I don't know. I thought it was match of the night, though. Absolutely loved it. I could have watched them. I know they wrestled for probably 20 minutes or so. I could have seen them wrestle for another 10, 15 minutes and been completely okay. That match was that match was that double clothesline. That match was actually thirty minutes thirty seconds. Wow! It did not it did not seem like it. I could have watched him wrestle all night. I loved it. Like it was it was uh, great. I know Matt's gonna crap on it here in a little bit, but uh, (laughs) the good thing is they never used the screwdriver. They just brought it out twice. They never used the screwdriver. Right. You know, Takesha's got the crappy entrance, and then Kenny's got the best entrance ever. And I like how they threw the the MJ nod in there for the on the North Carolina. I like when Justin Roberts does the whole North Carolina thing for Kenny. You know, I, I hate when Kenny comes out with the Young Bucks because it takes away his – he's got the, one of the best entrances in all of wrestling history, you know. And uh, just – it was a great, great – there was a one, the the suplex to catch it in and Kenny land on his head. That was just oh, nasty. Yeah, and that was like – great. He landed like straight on top of his head on that. And that was early in the match. I mean, that was like two, three minutes in. So the fact that they were able to go another 27 after that or however many – that, that was impressive. And, you know, the, and the Avalanche Blue Thunderbomb came right after. I thought Kenny was going to do the one-winged angel from the top, which yeah. would have been – that would have been epic. Oh but, I mean, this, this match was just – it was incredible. Yeah, the false finishes, whatever, and Don Callis. But it was just I, – I enjoyed every minute of it. I, I, I wouldn't have even guessed it was 30 minutes because I was never – I wasn't ready for it to end. So, I, I, I was uh, – this was definitely the match of the night for me. And – uh, all all these final three matches were great, and but I, I texted y'all right after this. I, not the one, not the not the one with the Android guy in it, but the, the other group chat. I, <laughs> the other group chat. I immediately texted y'all the Varsity Blues ten, because uh, I, I I thought this was a, a ten a ten of a ten match. So. All right, man. But not a five star. Tell just us why. Ten, tell us why we're wrong. Well, I'm just gonna be completely honest with you because I I I hit wrestling fatigue. And this, I started fast forwarding a lot, so I had to get here. Uh, and, and and I figured I would stop if it if I started hearing this is awesome. You know, I'd hit thirty seconds and watch ten seconds. So it was, I wasn't expecting that. But based on what you said, I'm gonna go back and rewatch. I was about it. to say you need to go back and rewatch it and, for and sure. Watch it. Yes, absolutely. But fast forwarding it every thirty seconds, minutes. it seemed kind of boring. Well, no, absolutely uh, not. Yeah, you need to watch this one again, Matt. We'll 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 let we'll let us we'll let you tell us about it next time when after you actually watch the whole match. You wasted all you wasted all your time on Raquel and Rhea and Austin Theory and Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Those got fast forwarded too, but I did watch the the hockey match and it's the street fight. Well, that was incredible. All right, so Bullet Club Gold uh, defeats <laughs> bang, bang, bang. FTR and Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson Young Bucks. Um, uh, another great match. I mean, uh, all these guys can work. I, I'm just glad they put Bullet Club Gold over. I think they needed something to continue to, to build on this momentum. Um, I really, again, the guns, man. W- they were a laughing stock a few months ago when we talked about this is a natural fit. And so I'm, I'm looking for them to um, – here's where, here's where I think it's going. Eventually – they're going to take the titles from the acclaimed, the six man, the trios. You've got the connection with his dad. I think 
that's where I think they're going. Maybe they won't, but um, they need something to go after right now at this point. They're they're pretty hot. Um, I don't want to see them in the acclaimed again. We 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 got enough of that. Well, I just yeah, but I think it has to the time with the dad with Billy Gunn and the and the guns them taking. But, but we did. We've done that. Well, I mean a lot. No, not with not with Bullet Club Gold. Them trying to go after the titles. Now I they're elevated. I, well, him saying that as a storyline, I'm reinterested in that reopening of, of that line, especially this. We'll one. see. We'll see how they do it. Yeah, because they're not the old guns that just were getting beat by everybody. You know, this That's is true. the new. They're Bullet Club Gold. And, now. Col- and Colton Gunn's the one who got the pen, so that was. Yeah. And this um, is how you know that the guns are getting over is that you don't even really hear them getting called ass boys repeatedly. No. That used to be the whole thing that, you know, their whole bit. And now they're being respected for their work. I mean, mm-hmm. this is one of the most incredible nothing to legit transformations I've seen in a long time. I love the guns. I love their presentation. I love their entrance. I love their in-ring. They look, I, they're great. They look like badasses when they come yes, out. Yes, like, they do. Absolutely. Um I like the the kind of the FTR Young Bucks back and forth. Like they did each other's moves, and they kind of, you know, it was interesting. Kind of like there was still some, some, I wouldn't say animosity, but they were they were always on the same page right away. They kind of looked at each other. So I don't know if this is if they're going to do another match. I don't know. We'll see. But um, I thought they worked well together for you know the the things that they did in this match. I I, I enjoyed this match thoroughly. Of course, you had some other great matches in this card. So, I mean, it wasn't, you know, top top three for me. It was it was right up there, but I still enjoyed this match. I'm going to give I, a I, metaphor here because it just popped in my head. Could you imagine in three months if you really cared about the LWO at the level of, like, Judgment Day bloodline kind of stuff? That's what the guns have done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I love the match. Uh, we knew it coming into it. The Bucks were going to get booed out of the building in Chicago. They did it first, and then there was more cheers. It was they were the crowd was fighting, um, with vocally trying to see a, a chance of CM Punk. You heard throughout the the arena in Chicago. That is the only place in America that will happen. Um, that the match was all over the place, but it was in a good way. Like there was so much going on, it was fun to watch. I love the interchanging of partners. How. Um, you know, FTR and Young Bucks hit a shatter machine together, and then uh, Dax and uh, either Matt or Nick, I don't know which one of them it was, but they hit the BTE trigger. And like you mentioned earlier, that FTR made did a little homage to CM Punk to look down at the watch for its clobbering time right before he did the BTE trigger. It's just little things like that added to the match to me. I thought it was great. Probably... I'd probably put it third behind the strap match on, on my favorites of the night. Um it was or third or fourth uh, interchanging it with the main event, but it was, it, it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. All right. Main event, John Moxley defeats orange Cassidy and orange Cassidy first loss in singles competition of the year. And like Kyle said, this guy needs a vacation. He's put in like, he's elevated that title. He defends it every week. Um, and it could be the, international hardcore championship soon um with moxley having the having that belt um guys this was an absolute great match i mean it could have been number one on a lot of matches a lot of cards i mean i this this one and the, the danielson and Takeshko omega all those are my top three for the night um and there was arguments on each one of why they were the best match but i i like this match i i honestly thought it was interesting that orange cassie was the one bloodied up 
did John Moxley ever bleed? He I don't did know not. Did. I felt like Brandon at the end of this match. Uh, when Brandon's calling who the guest opponents are going to be and, you know, he's like nailing the finish and all that because la- last week I told you I thought Moxley would take the title off of him and not bleed and transition into basically being that new thing and that's exactly what he did uh, in this. And he actually felt like he was bad having you know, at the end having to, to basically almost like the Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, I feel bad that I'm going to have to put you down, but put you down. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a great main event. Um, I think Orange Cassidy is fantastic at what he does. Moxley is Moxley; he's great too. Um, they weren't going to have a bad match. I thought that um, the cut, the gash on the side of Orange Cassidy's head looked miserable. Um, he was bleeding like a stuck pig, and then Moxley biting into the the cut like Ugh. basically a vampire sucking his blood it was just it it was gruesome but that's a john moxley match like that's what you get um i also picked moxley to win i thought i just thought it was time to give cassidy a break i mean he is he is he has destroyed his body um defending that international championship week in and week out so i think it's time for him to take a little break i'm interested to see what they do with moxley who who challenges moxley now for that international championship maybe does Miro maybe look at the international championship? Does Takeshita maybe try to go for the international championship? I think there's a lot of ways they can go. There's a lot of good opponents for Moxley. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. But excellent main event to cap off the show. Yep. And that's, yep. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, no, go ahead. No, you're, you're good. Go ahead for it. I know. I was just going to say, I should have texted Matt since he, he, he actually called kind of what was going to happen because uh, uh, you had like, nine picks of this match you know they didn't ask who the winner was going to be because i was going to pick moxley they asked the things like who's going to bleed they asked these random questions and i only got four out of the nine right i should have texted matt and i at least got a couple more right but uh and uh but i thought it was, i thought it was a great match uh or uh, there was just there were some really cool spots in this match too and uh just a lot of good countering and uh you know it was you know there were times where moxley dominated but there were some fun you know counter counter moves in this too that and uh, just you know, both getting their multiple finishers off, and uh, this this was there was false finishes, but it was it was well timed false finishes, and uh, it was a you know Orange Cassidy has just completely elevated since he started, and you know because you know at first everybody thought oh this guy's a joke because most people didn't know a lot about him, they knew the name, and like oh this cool gimmick, but he's never and like he's reached superstar level, and last night showed it. I mean that was. I could I could watch them face again. We don't need to right now, but that that was a great, really great match and a great great ending to this card. You know, like we said, the the card finished really strong, and this was a, a way to great way to cap it off. I also loved how Orange Cassidy showed the seriousness where yeah. he did he was doing those little soft kicks, and all of a sudden he just ramped it up to a hundred. Like he was the like, they started doing the Danielson kicks. Yeah. yeah. I love that because I, I, that shows he cares. Like it's the wherever, whatever, you know, he, he actually cares about that title. And I I had mixed feelings at the end of it. I was like, man, I know Orange Cassidy needed to lose that title. But after that match, he kind of felt like he earned it. Like he, he earned to keep the title, but it made sense. So um, I, it was it was a good match, though. That beach break on the exposed floor was nasty, too. Oh, my oh, gosh. Man. Yeah. Well, that- I guess that's going to do it, guys. Um, That's been the last three weeks. We've got a lot of wrestling down. Uh, We'll take a little break here, and they come back here at the beginning of October for uh, the next show. Um, Wrestle. Well, I know AEW's got one on the first. When's the, when's the WWE one? The seventh. Uh, Fastlane is the seventh. So. Yeah. 
So they got the they got the little fake Cena one this Friday, but we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, we're not gonna worry about that one. We'll come oh, back. Oh, the India one. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll talk. The, we can talk about the we can talk about it after the fact for the other one if we want to. Um, but that's gonna do it for this episode of Off the Ropes, episode seventeen, AEW All Out and Payback Review Show. For the professor who has gone away from us already. Oh, there he is. Oh! Final countdown. I had to bring him back out. For KO Kyle Owens, Brandon Ogden, it's Brett Swinney. We'll catch you next time on Off the Ropes. Thanks for watching. Good night, everybody. Have a good night, guys.